You're joining the conversation with Shortlisted, a podcast from the Greater Midwest Chapter, or GMC, of the Association of Proposal Management Professionals. We chat about proposals, the business of winning work, and nailing the shortlists in our lives. I'm your host, Paul Lockwood, Senior Sales Operations Analyst at Vitality Group in downtown Chicago. And I'm co-host Heather Finch. Joining from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where I am the leader of a proposal and presentation solutions team for Guardian. This month, we're having a chat with Lonnie Hawks. Hi, Lonnie, want to introduce yourself? Hi, um, as you stated, my name is Lonnie Hawks. I live in Chicago, Illinois. I work at a consulting firm as a senior associate proposal manager. I've been in proposals roughly um, behind and in front of proposal management, in front of the RFPs, for about five years. Um, and I love what I do. That's what I have right now. <laughs> okay. Well, why don't we start um, talking about a little bit about you know workload, burnout, self-care, all of that fun stuff that you've had to deal with. Um, so first off, why don't you tell us about your team dynamics? Are you a team of one? Do you have a big group? I actually work on a, well, I'm going to say pretty big because prior to this company, I worked as a team of one mostly. Um, I have a team of roughly five people. We just hired another person, thank God, waiting for her to come on. Um, and as the team dynamic, love my team. I not to say that I'm biased or anything, but I work on one of the best teams there is. Everyone is super supportive. Um, they, everyone's always willing to lend a hand and they're just great people um, inside the company and outside of the company. So. So Lonnie, I love to hear about, uh, you know, having an excellent team. I mean, I could, we, we, we could debate who's got the best team, but you know, <laughs> I think we we can all have the best team in our in our own way, right? Yeah. Um, but I'm curious, you know, you you mentioned that you're super grateful to have a new person starting. So how's your workload right now? What's your volume like? how How are you managing to keep up with everything? Our workload is pretty intense right now. We had a couple of people um, move on to other firms. So we were, I hate to use this word, but we were getting slaughtered for a minute. It's just like back to back to back. But um, I'm, that's why I'm very grateful that there's a new person coming on. And we also have another person who went on maternity leave. So she'll be gone for 16 weeks. Well, 14 weeks now, I've been counting. Um, <laughs> so, but you know, with proposal management, it kind of ebbs and flows, like you have, those weeks where it's just like those little tasks that you have to do to build up the, to the proposal. And then you have the week where you can't, you don't know what's like where anything is, who's doing what, and it's just pure chaos. So right now I'm not in pure chaos, but I am actively working on something that I believe should be further along. <laughs> but what can you do? But that goes back to having an amazing team, being able to reach out to, to my director, who's also an amazing leader, um, and ask a bunch of questions without feeling terrible about it. Because I know in the past, when it comes to, to proposal management, I have felt guilty about asking people for help, but I don't feel that guilt on this team. And I love that as well. So, Is it tough, do you find, with the size of your team or whatever, and with the... Um 
intense workload mm -hmm. to keep a work-life balance? Or are you constantly thinking about work uh, in your off, totally off or supposedly off hours? Full transparency, I always think about work. I have dreams about work when I'm in the middle of proposals that are due. I don't know if it's a dream or a nightmare, but it do, it can consume your life. Um, and I just have to set those limits. I have to set those boundaries. I have an amazing husband who understands my career and what I do. And some days when I'm sucked into it, he will feed me breakfast, lunch, and dinner to make sure I don't starve, um, which is great. And so it... It is super hard to keep that work-life balance without setting boundaries. So some days I have to take a step back and go, is this something that I can do tomorrow? Or is this something that needs to be done today? And I'll set that like, okay, 5.30, I'm closing my laptop. Or 6 o'clock, I'm closing my laptop to ensure that I'm still giving my husband the attention that he deserves. Or I go meet a friend for dinner and that I'm still involved in my own life and it's not just about the company work is not just about proposals so it takes a lot of energy because sometimes you'll be working on something and you'll go just 15 more minutes and i've done that and then it's three hours later and my husband's like hey i'm going to bed i'm like what 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 do you mean what time is it what happened you get sucked into it so you have to be very cognizant of the time that you're spending on things and what time it is i started setting alarms on my phone as well like hey it's five o'clock, start wrapping up. You have 30 more minutes of work to ensure that I'm getting away from my desk. So, you know, it sounds like um, work is a big part of your identity and, and a big part of your your value system and, and what you, you get out of life. You, you enjoy work, right? It's not everything. You also find ways to make time for family and that kind of thing. And, and, and I'm curious, so similarly, I, I draw a lot from the work that I do. Um, but I also have, uh, you know, a lot of friends, family. I also have a lot of solo hobbies <laughs> that I like, <laughs> things like reading or listening to podcasts or for me, crafting is, is a really is a really fun one. Um, so I'm curious, like, you know, how are you able to set aside the time for some of those kinds of hobbies? First off, I love to read. I read three books over the weekend. I went on vacation with friends and I was like, I need to read these books. These are so good. So <laughs> when it comes to that, it some, you know, if you're caught up, let me see. I'm trying to figure out how to answer this question. I do have a lot of hobbies. Travel is a big one. My husband and I love to take a nice flight somewhere. I have a big trip coming up to Europe for two weeks in September. Um, I'm a part of a book club with a couple of friends from college. And I really do use that time to decompress. And sometimes when you're in the middle of a good book, like I have, I literally have a book sitting on my desk right now um, to just remind me like, hey, there's something else you can do. You don't have to be doing this till 8 p.m. Like, hey, this is a thriller. Let's go sit down. Let's go relax. Let's figure, see if we can figure it out before you get to the last chapter, which is like my favorite pastime when I read a thriller. Um, So just... Like I said, once again, like being cognizant of those things, just what are what are other things to do outside of this work? Don't get me wrong. I do love my work, but some days I hate it. That's just the reality of any job. 
So it does consume me because it's proposals. And if you do proposals, you understand how it can just eat up your time. But having those little hobbies that you like to do, I just bought a little paint by numbers kit like I'm five just to have like I'm going to drink some wine and sit down and no TV and sit at my table and do this paint by numbers or I like to a big thing for me is finding libraries different libraries or bookstores and just walking through them because they all have different things different characters you know characteristics <clears throat> and I'll just be like, hey, I'm going to just go tell my husband, hey, I'll be back. And I'll literally just go to a bookstore and walk around and see what calls me and come back with a lot of books, which he's not happy about. But that's my business. Um, well, so Lonnie, I invite you up to Milwaukee. I'll take you to the Central Public Library uh, here, which is absolutely beautiful. I'll show you all the things. And I'm wondering, can you show us that book again and, and um, repeat the title for the people that are listening? Oh, this book is my August book club book from Book of the Month. It's called The Night Swim by Megan Golden. And it's actually about uh, <laughs> a lady who does podcasts and she solves murders on her podcast. So, <laughs> so perfect. Perfect timing recommendation. Well, The Night Swim definitely sounds like a book you can dive into. Ah, uh, but <laughs> and it sounds like you guys have a lot in common, um, you know, and, and hobbies are very important. Uh, in fact, I'm doing some bird watching right now. I'm seeing a finch and hawks. Uh, <laughs> I really wish I had a little kit right here. <laughs> oh, boy. Moving along, if, uh, if you had to recommend some resources for those who are maybe struggling with some anxiety or, you know, to find moments of calm, what what resources might you recommend? Um, I love therapy to talk about those things, how I think therapy really gives you the gives you the tools. It doesn't solve your problems, but it gives you the tools to deal. Um, one of those tools for me personally is um, those meditation apps like Mindful or Calm. Um, I set an alarm for those like midday. <laughs> Like, okay, take this little 10 minutes. I literally have a standing desk. So when I say I take a step back, I literally take a step back and close my computer and just do like a 10, 15 minute um, meditation or I'll put it in my, or I'll take a podcast also. I love podcasts as well. I'll take a podcast and I have a park across the street from my house and I will listen to a quick podcast episode while walking around the park to just like, relax my body and my mind and it it also helps with your work because I know I keep bringing this back to work but it also helps with your work if you're having a tough time at work and your brain you just can't push through you're like okay let me take a second and you'll come back you're like ah, oh, I got it I know how to rewrite this I know how to edit this I know what the problem is so I think it's very important to one invest in therapy not to once again not to solve your problems but to acquire the tools to help you and two, if you just don't have the funds or the insurance for that, uh, do your research. Find an app or there a, a book that will provide you the tools to relax and, um, you know, calm your anxieties and your worries and things like that. And we do recommend that people go out for a walk and listen to this podcast. Definitely. Yes. This, 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 this is so calming. <laughs> 
It will definitely make you chuckle as well as make you think. Yes. <laughs> We're going to move on to our second segment of our podcast today. The best thing that happened to you this month. So Heather, what was the best thing that happened to you this month? So this is going to sound a little bit backwards. Um, just bear with me for a second. C come along for the ride. So I've got a lot of my team that's currently going through stuff. Um, they're sick, they're injured, they've got family stuff going on. It's it's a big chunk of my team, which is terrible. It's terrible. And it, um, you know, it's so hard to see people struggling, especially right now with, uh, it's our peak quoting season, it's our busy season. So it's, it's really challenging. And um, the flip side of that is seeing the way that uh, my team has come together to support the people that that need the help. And it's, I mean, I'm, I'm just constantly amazed by this group of people, the way that they support each other, the way that they're, they're just willing to say, yep, nope, we got, we got this, you go take care of yourself. Um, I, I couldn't ask for a, a more inspirational uh, thing to happen to me uh, in, you know, in a moment of, of tough times. Cool. Lonnie, what was the best thing that happened to you this month? Um, my best friends from college, two of my best friends from college, surprised me. They did a surprise visit. They um, reached out. I had a conversation with them that I was feeling a little stressed and bummed out. And they reached out to my husband and they coordinated this trip to come visit me. I was in literal tears. I was so excited to see them. And that was the best weekend I've had. It was the best surprise I've had in a long time. So the best thing that happened to me this month. Excellent. <laughs> And I'm going to go a totally different way. The best thing that happened to me was finding a handyman who's agreed to do several odd jobs around our condo. <laughs> because, you know, on the one hand, I'm not handy. On the other hand, is my watch. And uh, it reminded me it was high time to get some work done. Uh, I had to get our fence fixed, for instance, but I was, you know, kind of on the fence about it. And the frame around our garage door, it developed a, I'll say, a split personality. <laughs> and our storm door, you know, it doesn't normally do any shopping, but it apparently went to the gap. So, honestly, I I'm glad this guy Bob is available and handy, man. <laughs> That's great, Paul. I love it. You know, that like going back to the topic of work-life balance and, you know, juggling multiple priorities, sometimes, you know, saying, hey, I, I need help with the, the house stuff, too, can be immensely powerful, for oh, sure. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Well, next up, we've got a question from one of our members submitted to Dear GMC. I recently interviewed for a job and they asked me something I've never been asked before. Penguins walk in single file lines to protect the community and not leave anyone behind. If you were a penguin, where would you be in the lineup? I immediately said second in line, no hesitation. I wanna be a leader, but I don't wanna make executive decisions. It's a mindset that maybe hampers my career aspirations, but I think I'm okay with that. But what I'm curious is, how would other people answer this question in the proposal field? 
what kind of penguin are you? Signed, Feather Flocklier. Which I can't think of a more appropriate question given um, that we have Lonnie Hawks here on the line. So Lonnie, I will let you kick it off. What kind of penguin are you? That's such a difficult question for me because I show up as I'm needed. So I can step to the front of the line if it's required of me. But if I need to fall back, I will. But I'm like, I'm the oldest of nine girls and I'm used to just having direction and letting people know how things are supposed to go. So I'm just going to go and I'm going to say I would be head of the line. Um, some people who work with me may disagree, but <laughs> I believe I would be the the front of the line when it comes to I'm in that situation right now where I have someone I'm working with, they don't quite know what to do. So I had to take a step back and say, okay, you're not going to get this done. Let me make these executive decisions. Here's the content. Do what it do with it what you must, but we have 24 hours and I cannot wait for you to make a decision. So that's where I am. <laughs> Excellent. Paul, how about you? Well, it's tough with all all these birds here you, know, you guys are birds <laughs> of a feather clearly and and then talking about a penguin as well um so um i'm 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 not as dressed as fancily as, as your average penguin i don't have a tux on um i'm, I'm just kind of casual here but i i do tend to um be the person be the penguin that asks questions like where are we going okay um so I'm probably not in the very lead. Uh, I'm probably, you know, second or third in line because I'm saying, okay, you know, it's great that we're walking and we're, we're together and we're protecting each other, but where exactly are we going? Could, can you please correct, you know, clarify that? Because um, if we're going to walk off the edge, I, I'm not a lemming, I'm, I'm a penguin. So I don't want to go off the edge here uh, of, a, uh, of an ice flow. Um, but I want to go with the flow. So, um, you know, I don't want to be, you know, I want to be an ice guy and a nice guy. So I think probably second or third. Well, and I think, right, like sometimes that that person that's kind of, I don't want to say like backseat, backseat driver would be, you know, not not the right term that's got a negative connotation, but the person that's kind of like making sure like, hey, like, let, let's just give this a quick little sanity check. Like, is this really where we should be going? Um, that's a really valuable role. And I think that's that's the the, the cool thing about this question. Oh, she's very penguin like um, as well, at least in her coloring. <laughs> Um, but, you know, really every every role in the line is valuable. Right. Um, and I love these kinds of interview questions. I mean, they can they can throw candidates for a bit of a loop because, uh, you know, Lonnie's reaction was like, well, I, I don't know. I never thought about being a penguin before in my life. Come on. Like, you know, it's not an easy question, but it just kind of gives you a little bit of an insight as to, to how people think about it. Um, you know, and there are like, right, there's those penguins that well, I don't know if penguins actually do this, but that may, you know, they may lead and then they may take a step back. Um, I think I'm naturally a fast walker, so I'm probably starting in the middle of the line and then I'm moving my way up and then I'm realizing, OK, maybe I want to go back a little bit and then I'm moving my way back up again. Um, 
but yeah, it's, it's definitely, definitely a fun perspective to, to think about what kind of penguin are you? So, uh, you know, I encourage everybody to think about that a little bit and to, to think about where they, they fall in, you know, in their company and their profession. Are you in the, the role of the line? You know, are you in the, um, area of the line that you want to be? Do you want to move? What do you need to do to make that move? That uh, I, I was of uh, two mindsets on that. I was kind of bipolar on the penguin kind of thing. Moving along. I don't on. know. I, I was hoping for a more black and white answer from you. I'm sure you were. <laughs> they aren't in Alaska, are they? But well, I guess I'll, I'll ask around. Anyhow, we hope that you've enjoyed this episode of Shortlisted and that you'll join us next month. And as always, a quick disclaimer and reminder, the advice offered in this podcast is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. Use of this podcast is not intended to replace or substitute any financial, medical, legal, or other professional advice. This podcast its hosts, and APMP GMC are not responsible for the outcome or results following any advice given in any given situation. You, and only you, are completely responsible for your actions. Thanks, Heather. (laughs) (laughs) If we're now on your final list of podcast favorites, we'd love to hear from you. Email our producer, Katie Stutzman, at k-s-t-u-t-s-m-a-n at gmcapmp.org. To all those winning business out there, on behalf of me, Heather, our special guest, Lonnie, and all of us in the greater Midwest chapter, we'll GMC you next time on Shortlisted. <laughs> <laughs>